Hi, welcome to the Brisbane Indie Podcast. I am Summer. And I'm Imogen. And today we're going to be talking about my wonderful co-host and partner in crime, Summer Beatson, and just giving you guys a little insight into how we got to this point and a little bit about Summer's journey. Before we begin, we do just want to put a quick trigger warning out there today. We do touch on topics relating to mental health. So if that is something that's a bit triggering, we have put some resources um, both in our social media pages and in the show notes. I guess to start off with, let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> do some psychoanalysis on you while oh, we're here. My favourite. Ooh. Um, I guess, what was your education like and did you have any interest early on in musical art? So I think growing up, um, my parents divorced when I was two, so I think I was a bit privileged in the fact that I was kind of always surrounded by a lot of different people and a lot of different environments, you know, I moved around a lot. So in that aspect, I think with music and art, I've kind of had a little bit of a unique experience with it. Mm. Um, my parents were both into like the 50s, 60s and 70s. So growing up, we used to go to car shows and whatnot. And so with art, I wasn't really interested in art other mm. than probably the exposure through maybe like classic cars and like how they were made or pinstriping or even like tattoo culture. Yeah. Um, that's probably honestly my only experience, I guess, with the art world. Other than that, there was nothing really, maybe photography, but even yeah. then you know, it wasn't really a massive thing in yeah. my life. So you've never really had like a strong, like creative urge, like you didn't draw or anything, but no. you were, I guess that's more of a, a, a usual upbringing around the arts, I suppose, you know, being exposed to it, but not necessarily involved in it. And is it the same for music? Music's a little bit different. I think with music, I've always grown up around music and I've always really loved music, but it's kind of been a little bit more of like, a passive experience. Yeah. I remember, you know, it kind of used to be a thing of my mum and I would go to concerts together. So we would go to concerts from like Katy Perry or like the cringy <laughs> Justin Bieber all the way to like things like ACDC, which cool. was, yeah. So I got to experience like a lot of different music and I loved different music. And again, like growing up, you know, like Queen and Elvis were the type of music that I was raised around. Yeah. Fifties, yeah. sixties, fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess music I've always really loved and especially, you know, like I learnt guitar for like seven years. I sung, I had the cringy YouTube channel or two. <laughs> Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the difference is, is that I think I always used to think that to be in the music industry, you had to be like a musician or a singer. And I just knew that that wasn't really my calling. It's something that I enjoyed doing, but it wasn't something that I was like passionate about. Definitely. I think a lot of people could probably relate to that, thinking the only way to get involved in the arts and music industry is to actually be an artist or musician. Yeah. And it's also like, I wasn't like, my parents aren't too creative and like, they don't draw or anything. So especially like, I'm kind of more of like a business head. I'm very analytical. Like my favorite subject used to be math. <laughs> So gross. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that type of kid. So when you love music or art and stuff, that just wasn't like, it just yeah. didn't really make sense for me because 
that wasn't actually what I was like good at or like enjoyed doing at school or anything. So I guess coming out of school then you mentioned you were a bit of a business head that definitely carried on into university. Yeah so I think growing up I've always been very like entrepreneurial and very um probably opinionated and like headstrong so I really <laughs> love like reports and statistics and research um, and going into university or even through high school I always thought I was going to become a psychologist and open up my own practice. Very interesting. Yeah so that's kind of like I think like five years that was my plan I was like dead set on it and so I did go to university and I still do the degree I do a double degree so a bachelor's of psychological science and a bachelor of business double majoring in behavioral sciences and marketing Mm -hmm. so it's very um research report based and yeah that's pretty much what I thought I was going to be for like five years straight and I guess from Leaving high school, going into university, doing business and psych, how did you end up on this path? Like, how closely affiliated to psych and business were you? Were you really passionate about it? I think for the first year and a half of the degree I was, I think it was very interesting, especially with those, you know, introductory courses, you get to put your hands in a lot of different things. Um, And I think it was maybe the second or third year of university, so about two or three years ago, Mm. I kind of realised it just wasn't something I was interested in and it just probably wasn't like I just knew it probably wasn't for me and especially like when you've been thinking of one thing for five years straight it's very um kind of deflating to realize that that's probably not what you're going to be enjoy or like pursue um yeah and I think following from my uni kind of experience um and that it kind of led me to a a really interesting and like weird time in my life Mm. which kind of then I guess transfers this this was around like 18 19 that's quite a transitional period for most people I'd say yeah and it was just yeah I think it was a lot of things going on for me at the time um like so yeah I was you know obviously in university I didn't really want to do it anymore so I was in a weird transition with that I also was in like my first real relationship and I think with that relationship I probably put a little bit too much emphasis on the other person rather than myself and when you're 18 19 like yeah obviously that's a very transformative time and so with that I think honestly like when I talk about my time then I describe myself as no like I didn't have a personality or like I wasn't a person because my personality was that girl in the relationship yeah so like I didn't have really have hobbies I didn't have too many like friends outside of either high school friends or like my partner's friends and yeah I just didn't really have like a thing or anything and I think a massive thing as well is I have suffered from like anxiety and depression um and during that time I think my anxiety was like the worst it was been um like I was having you know panic attacks weekly you know anxiety was through the roof and it kind of led me to this person that was like not only didn't have anything really going for for myself but like I was very insecure I was very anxious all the time and especially when you're 18 19 like you want to be going out and doing things but like with anxiety like I personally can't drink and stuff like if I'd go to parties I would leave early yeah so it was a very interesting time and like to kind of put it into context like 
we kind of talked about my like passion for or like my, my experience with music and how I've always really loved it yeah um but yeah to put into perspective kind of how bad my anxiety was is that I remember going to a Mako Road gig and I really loved them at the time and I was looking forward to it and I literally remember that day just being like filled with anxiety and then I remember going to the gig and like in the opener I was literally like having a panic attack in the bathroom and if you've ever had a panic attack you know how terrifying they are and then if you've had one in public you know how kind of like humiliating it kind of is so I remember like having a full panic attack for the opener then trying to like pull myself together for the headliner <laughs> make road but like trying not to like throw up and like cry yeah <laughs> it was an interesting time and I remember like leaving and like that's kind of how yeah like my life was kind of controlled especially by anxiety because like especially even like music I yeah. used to love going to gigs but then it was that, stopping you from yeah enjoying yourself and doing literally. that and I guess for a lot a lot of people might be able to relate to this you often find that when you're not really focusing on yourself and you don't put time and energy into things that you enjoy doing um anxiety and depression can really amplify that and make you more isolated and cut off from yourself so yeah it's it's all interchangeable isn't it yeah exactly and it's like yeah think about it like I didn't really have anything going for myself honestly like I didn't have a hobby I didn't have anything I hardly had friends so like when you're experiencing anxiety it's kind of hard to like switch off even like from it because there's no kind of avenues to distract yourself so Um, yeah so what was the catalyst for that changing because I know I mean I've kind of been on this journey with you yeah. a little bit <laughs> and looking back you're, you you seem like a totally different person now so was there a, a breaking point or a turning point yes so I think to give a bit of context into I guess like you and I's relationship is Imogen like knew me from my ex-partner um, so it was one of those things where like maybe we would see each other out but yeah. it was never like, I'd never personally message you or yeah, like hang out. hang out. Yeah, yeah. nothing like that. Um, and then in mid 2020, that relationship ended and it was one of those endings where I didn't necessarily see it coming. And so, you know, first relationship, first heartbreak and everything else that was going, it kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And if you could imagine like the worst time, that's what I was having. I think that was probably like, honestly my lowest point just because yeah I didn't have anything like going for me and then that happened um and then at the same time around this point in time uh Summer and I were just becoming friends as well so it was terrible timing it was it was the worst timing I remember like the day of the breakup we were meant to like hang out for the first time as like Like getting ready yeah like I yeah literally I remember messaging that day being like oh my god I'm so excited and then no got dumped (laughs) yeah no not good yeah no um but I guess following from there I think you kind of saw you well you saw me throughout the break uh in the relationship and then I think you saw me post the breakup and I think you know, I didn't have many friends at the time. I also am not close with my family. Like my mum lived interstate. I was living with my dad. So think about it as like your first heartbreak. I think sometimes 
like I just I like needed my mum. My dad's not emotionally there for me. No, so as is the case with a lot of dads yeah, with their daughters. Literally. So I think you were kind of like a bit worried for me. Yeah, um definitely. And um I remember thinking at the time I mean it's different for me because I've always had a thing I've always had painting and art and I just couldn't fathom not having that so I remember having a conversation with my partner about like how I was worried about you and how I was like she just needs a thing she needs a thing and I don't know what it should be um I guess that kind of led to indie (laughs) indie yeah becoming your thing (laughs) yeah so to give context I think like two and a half or three weeks after the breakup Imogen and I met up and it was like maybe our third or fourth time like one-on-one hanging out (laughs) and it was the times before that it was literally like getting me out of the house you know kind of thing and I remember we had this like big life chat you know obviously I was still like in denial at that point that whole thing and I think now that we look back at it, Imo, I, I feel like you kind of brought up indie, not so much because you probably wanted to do something. Like, yes, that's a reason, but yeah. I think you kind of brought it up because you were like, I need Somebody to, needs something. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, need definitely. to get this girl doing something. And I think that's probably why I also like, when we say that we thought of the name and did everything in five minutes, we are not kidding. And I think oh, yeah. a massive part about that is because because I was so low I was almost like desperate for like something to do or like desperate also for like a friendship so I probably like gravitated I was like yeah I'll do that yeah that's fine yeah because I was like needed it I was yeah (laughs) summer kind of saw through my plan looking back now looking back now um, yeah yeah it was like the last five minutes of our cafe date um reflecting on life and I just threw out that oh I'm thinking about maybe putting on an exhibition and having some bands play at it and make it super like community based and fun and and something for everyone and summer goes uh, I do business <laughs> I do marketing I can help <laughs> and we went great and it all it went from there and it it's been weird the way that everything sort of slid into place so seamlessly mm. I think it's so funny because, like, I, the reason why we know when Indie was created is because I remember that day I literally went home and, like, looked up, like, festival grants and what we need to do. And I remember yeah. telling my dad, I'm like, Dad, I'm doing a festival. <laughs> and it's like we had a five-minute conversation, yet here I am, like, nah, we're doing it now. And, like, within, like, the next month we had already talked to people and, like, met up with venues and everything. So it was a very, like... I guess it was like a little bit chaotic, but it was also kind of it. Indie kind of became like my coping mechanism. Definitely. And to be quite bluntly, it honestly started to become a reason for me to wake up because it gave me something to work yeah, to. It gave you purpose. Exactly. And I think it was just, it was kind of like a miracle timing because I think Indie, you know, like it got me out meeting people, it got me out going to music again and like going to gigs. Um, and it kind of, yeah, forced me a little bit to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and get to know yourself and what you were capable of. And, like, don't get me wrong, Summer is a very, very intelligent person. I don't know anyone who thinks the way you do about freaking analytics and marketing. And you even have a great eye for design that I, as an artist, don't have, like predicting what an Instagram feed is going to look like sometimes she's like oh yes this is going to go here and then the next three rows are going to look like this and I just go "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm sound looks it's going to look great 
and I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, and I think all of the different avenues that have come out of the project, like the different types of managing we have to do, working with people, um, design, uh, stringing up emails, being super formal and professional, they were all within your skill set, but you'd never just you know, had oh, the opportunity exactly. to show them off. And that's the thing I think through Indie as well is like, remember, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my degree as well. I was like in the middle of a four year degree yeah. and through Indie, I kind of realized that I really love business and I fully thought psychology was my, my thing, but through Indie, I kind of realized, oh wait, no, I actually really love marketing and I really love event planning. And it kind of got me to, yeah, discover those bits that I haven't seen. Yeah. And I think through that, yeah, I learned a lot about myself and it kind of gave me a little bit more of, I guess, self-respect for myself as well, because Definitely. I was like, wait, I can actually do something and I can actually like apply some bit of my brain here. <laughs> um, well, I guess leading on from that, we came up with a festival idea. Uh, everything was falling into place. We had everything planned out. We had a lineup, our venue. Things were going good. Um, but um, I have to say, your journey that <laughs> even that year has been a little bit up and down, and oh, there were yeah. some kinks in the road. If you want to, yeah. Go into so that. Um, first event was at the Bright Side, and about two or three weeks before it, I actually got kicked out of home. <laughs> and again, like I said before, like my mum lives interstate, so I literally had no family mm -hmm. I lost my entire like dad's side of my family and I think I had maybe like five friends that yeah. I could talk to at the time and so yeah fun fact um <laughs> for the first festival I was homeless and I didn't have a place to live staying on a friend's couch yeah that was literally it so but here's a testament to your character literally the day after she got kicked out of home we spent the day hand dyeing tote bags to sell at the indie project so oh yeah rather than you know find a place to live like i think i even went to cotton on on the <laughs> way to yours to buy myself clothes for the day because i didn't have anything and yeah we just dyed tote bags like don't worry i'll call in sick yeah, yeah it's fine it's fine yeah <laughs> this is completely normal but i think that kind of is like such a great example of like how indie has kind of been for me yeah and I think a massive thing with getting kicked out is with indie like we had already sold out at that point and I was kind of like I think the reason why I kept going was like we have a sold out event in two weeks like I can I can put yeah. my like life on hold because the festival is what's important to me yeah and I think indie through that experience has just continuously kind of been there for me especially like emotionally and mentally and kind of given me yeah that purpose to keep going and to wake up every morning and to try yeah and I just remember like after the event had finished you know like just through all the things that had happened that year I remember the first event I was just being like oh my god <laughs> I can't believe we did this and it's kind of been like a, almost like a little miracle for myself. Yeah, it was, it definitely became, well, it gave you purpose, yeah. honestly. And, and it's, I feel like 
going through hard times is always going to be tough. But if you have a reason to feel confident and self-assured and you trust your intuition, you're never going to be completely destroyed by it. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I guess, like when people ask, oh, why are you so passionate? Or, or, you know, how does summer fit in? Well, that's it, is with my journey, it's been out of an emotional and mental need. And I think my passion for the music and art industry has kind of come in a unique way because it's almost like those industries have done so much for me even without me actively being like an artist or a musician Mm. and like through indie, it's just changed my life and it's changed, you know, myself with my development and my personality so much that I think I'm almost just like, I feel the need to give back to the communities and to indie in the way that it's It's just done wonders for me. Yeah. So I think, I guess like quite blatantly, I probably wasn't as passionate about music and art when we started. That wasn't the reason why I did indie, but it became the reason, I guess, for me to keep going and to keep wanting to grow indie Yeah, because it's, yeah, I kind of feel like I almost owe it to the The communities. Definitely. I guess with that is just because it's such a personal experience, it does make the highs so much higher as well because when people say that they support us or they know us, it because it's like a personal connection to myself it is like a personal like praise or not praise but like like validation almost validation and then I guess the only double-edged sword of it is that because it is such a personal thing is like it's not like a hobby where we can switch off or it's not like something about if something you know if someone's maybe ripping us off or someone's taking us for granted or not taking us professionally it's not something they can be like oh that's fine it doesn't really worry us it's yeah. kind of almost like Personal. yeah 100 percent. especially with the amount that I've kind of gone through with indie it's kind of like it's not just a part-time thing that yeah, we do it's, it's it's a part of you 100 percent. it's like a part of our identity I guess what I want to ask you is what can other people take away from your experience? I think a massive thing is maybe on a personal, more mental note is that sometimes things do happen for a reason. You know, if that breakup or my dad, um, you know, like getting kicked out of home didn't happen, who would have known if Indy would have happened or if we would still be doing it? And so sometimes kind of have to trust the process as cringy as that sounds yeah but I think a massive one maybe is like just backing yourself and just having that like kind of self-respect to be like no I am doing this I can do this and yeah we're just gonna do it because it was kind of like also I was at I was at the like the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, so, no, she was, she was not great. No. Not doing great. No. So I'm kind of like, what else do I have to lose? You know yeah. what I mean? And I th- sometimes that's not a bad mentality to have, especially when we're like young, no responsibilities. Like I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. Yeah. So why aren't we just following what we yeah. want to do? The worst that can happen is it doesn't work out. But then, totally. hey, if it doesn't work out, you've tried it. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're at a point in our lives where – there's so many different paths you can take and it's never too late to go down a different one if it doesn't work out oh, so absolutely. why the hell you try it 100 percent. why not <laughs> and also i think if you have a crazy idea that you make in five minutes with a friend 
who knows if you actually follow through with it what can happen because yeah. well we're on a podcast now so yeah. <laughs> who would have thunk it <laughs> who would have thunk it well I guess that's the thing hopefully having this episode it kind of makes everyone kind of or makes you know people aware of yeah and it kind of also though like it kind of makes sense to how I'm in this position and I'm how I'm in the industry yeah. now and or things so hopefully it gives a little bit perspective of kind of what indie means and how I kind of fit into it I guess yeah because I'm a bit of a weird one not having being a musician or no, an artist you definitely, or anything you definitely get that imposter syndrome coming in yeah. sometimes like why am I here literally it's like we couldn't do this without you summer <laughs> yeah that business degree did come in handy 